This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Monica Badiou. Monica is a conversion copywriter and copy coach with over 13 years of marketing experience. She helps course creators boost revenue through customer-centric copywriting. Trusted by top industry leaders, Monica optimizes email marketing for maximum conversions. Her engaging emails and funnel pages prioritize value over pressure, building lasting relationships with audiences. She shares valuable insights on consumer behavior, copywriting tactics, and conversion strategies through her blog. Monica is also a mother, former marketing consultant, and multipreneur. Thanks so much for being here today, Monica. Happy to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, I, I love this whole concept of customer-centric copywriting. Um, will you explain what you mean by that to the listeners? Sure. So in marketing theory, the idea is that if you create a product or a service, uh, you have decided to do that because you've done enough market research to know that there is an actual need that a very specific um, segment of customers actually has, which means that your entire business is centered around solving a specific need or problem a very specific group of people have. And that's like the marketing theory explanation of what customer-centric means, because um, the opposite of this is what we see right now is the mass majority of brands simply creating products to satisfy needs that are not necessarily real. They have to invent the need. They have to invent the demand, which makes the marketing not about the customer, but mostly about like the product product features, the social proof of the person who created that product or offer. So customer centric is just basically a message that is authentic and it is based on actual data for a segment of population that actually exists. It's very well defined and that they have a very specific problem or need. Nothing is invented there. That's so great. <clears throat> it, it is so great. I wish, because um, I feel like what a lot of people do is they decide that they know 
the value proposition and all those things. And if they can just explain it well enough, they can convince people that they need the product or service when really they should be providing something that they have learned has value and then communicate uh, accordingly so that people um, hear it from that position of this is something I need as opposed to feeling like they're being talked into it. Exactly. I mean, you can talk people into it if you have the budget of like Apple or Coca-Cola and you have channels where your audience is captive. You can try that, but it's not sustainable long-term. And for the majority of businesses, which are small businesses, that's not a really good way of spending your budget because when a crisis comes, if you've done very little to show your audience that you're there for them, not that you're in business for yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to be the first one that they're going to ditch when it comes to, okay, I have this budget. What do I do with it? Who do I spend it with? Right. Yeah. Boy. Okay. So let's talk about um, mistakes like common mistakes that brands make uh, with their email marketing? What are you seeing? Ooh, where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. The most common one is not being a regular sender. So you would send emails just every now and again. There isn't a consistent schedule, which means that your audience doesn't really know who you are because they don't see you enough for them to actually create an association with, well, this name means that I'm going to get this. So I should open his his or her email because I am going to get something out of it. That's the first one. And I'm I'm um, I'm guilty of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's hard. It's very hard to keep up with everything when you're kind of like a small business owner and you have multiple channels. Yeah. But um even if you do it less than like, I don't know, even, even if you do like once a week, commit and create your content calendar as many weeks um, ahead of time as possible. I work in batches, like for my own personal brand, I do that every quarter. I have one day when I just create content for my email. And another really good workaround for this is to create an automation, especially for people who are just signing up to your email list, which leads me to the second big mistake. So many brands focused on, you know, getting the sign up, getting that email address, and then nothing really happens after that, which is kind of a missed opportunity because um, I think it's like the first 48 hours when somebody just joined your email list, they are most likely to work with you. They are interested in what you have to say, and um, they're just kind of waiting to be guided. So having, um, or not having a welcome sequence, that's another big mistake I see people making. Huh. Boy, that that's, okay, so talk to me about that. What would uh, a welcoming sequence look like? Okay, so uh, you need to think about your buyer's journey, right? So I have a problem. Let's say I want to lose weight and I am interested in a solution that 
um, gives me what I want, which is probably losing weight fast, but in a healthy way. And I go to Google or I scroll Facebook and I see your ad or I see your page on Google and it's promising. And I go to your website and I learn, I read your blog posts. And then there's a pop-up or an opt-in opportunity, which says, hey, do you want to learn how to lose I know, seven pounds in 30 days. Sign up here to get all my healthy uh, weight loss recipe recipes. You're never going to be hungry again or something like that. So I get that, right? And my curiosity and my problem is satisfied to some extent. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be ready to buy something from you immediately. And it also doesn't mean that I'm going to be um, a loyal fan. Because you haven't done really anything beyond uh-huh. just satisfying my initial problem, which was the curiosity. Okay, how do I lose weight in a healthy way and maybe not be hungry? So most people, they just deliver that lead magnet, that freebie. And that's kind of it. Nothing else happens. The welcome sequence continues the journey. And you can continue that journey without being salesy. but by being customer centric and there's like plenty of strategies like what you should write in each email some people have three emails five emails seven emails these are all automated so they're not sent uh, manually and they you, you can send them day after day or one each two days it kind of depends on how well data how fast <laughs> it takes for someone to convert from email subscriber to first-time customer. But in the beginning, if you don't have that data, you can just test it and test it with a frequency you're comfortable with. And that welcome sequence is like, hey, hi. So I see you. You've just like signed up for this um, list of recipes, which is amazing. Congratulations on your commitment to finally get closer to your goal. But here's the thing. We've had 1 million people who got that PDF. And unfortunately, only a small percentage of them are actually using it, which is why over the next few days, we're going to share a few tips and we're going to walk you through some um, success stories for some of the people who have lost weight using our method. Make sure to open your next email. We're going to tell you more about tomorrow. And you can share valuable content. Like here are most popular three videos that talk about this. Go watch them now. Uh, another one could be like, tell me more about you. So what do you do? That's for segmentation and collecting um, customer information. Another email could be sharing success stories. Like here's what other people are doing right now. I know you've just signed up for this and you've maybe, maybe you've already cooked one of those recipes. How does it feel? Does it feel good to get closer to your goal? Or maybe you haven't even tried. I know it's hard to believe that this is the one that's going to change everything. So I'm just going to let other people who have uh, had the uh, have made the commitment to go through that plan. Here's what they're saying. Another email could be about the mission. And that one could be in the beginning of your welcome sequence or towards the middle. And it could just like, hey, hi, we are healthy weight loss gurus and we've made it a mission to teach people that they can lose weight just by eating healthy you don't have to count your calories you don't have to 
do crazy diets. That's not going to work. It's our mission because 10 years ago, we were where you are right now. The founder, Monica, is a mom. She gained, I know, 14 pounds after her first pregnancy. She felt horrible with it. She tried everything she could find on Google search. Probably like you did too. And then towards the end of that uh, sequence, you can have a one-time discount that says, look, you've um, you've already made the first step. You've read these emails and you heard about people who were able to um, lose weight by eating healthy. So while you have all this progress, let's keep up the momentum. Here's a 20% discount to our most popular course. Mm-hmm. 10,000 people have used it. And then the other two emails could be about the course specifically, how it helps them. Who's the better, who's the best fit for that course? Maybe there's a money back guarantee. There's like plenty of things to to work with, especially when you know your customer. Uh, I'm so glad I asked that question. My brain (laughs) is is buzzing with (laughs) ideas. It's really so great. And I love the... Um, the examples, because you can feel them, right? You can feel the difference between that and what so many of us get that, that doesn't hit the mark. That's the thing. So lots of people, they're doing marketing based on fear mongering tactics. Yeah. And they're aggressive. And their idea is that I have to scare my audience into getting this, which honestly, I think most brands are doing it just because they don't know there's another way you can do it. And because that's kind of what they're seeing in their inbox. But it doesn't mean that you have to continue to do this. Plus, something that's very important, and I think lots of people are just forgetting this. You're not the only people, you're not the only brand who's offering a specific product or solution (laughs) in your market. You have so many competitors. And you're you're not even in the same, like, it's not even about, like, the same country. With access to internet, people can shop worldwide. So there's always, like, this difference. You can choose how to market your brand. You can make people feel good or you can make people feel bad. Eventually, if you make people feel bad enough times, you're just going to tune you out and just kind of, hey, why would I open that email from that person that tells me I'm fat and that I'm shit and that I'll never do anything with my life unless I lose weight. Right. Right. Yeah. Fear doesn't work. I I think fear causes people to take no action. I mean, fear, (laughs) doing things out of fear doesn't really help when that fear is removed from the picture. That's that's another like major issue. And it's not just mm. with the emails. So lots of people, they get that first sale, right? They focus on that, just like they focus on getting your email. But then crickets, nothing happens. Like you are not empowered to use that course, to use that product to mm-hmm. actually achieve your goal. They're just like, okay, we got your money now. Go and do whatever you want. And that's a major missed opportunity because people who have converted once, they're much easier to convert the second time. And if you've done nothing to provide value the first time you got the buyer, it's going to be very hard for you 
to come back and say, well, look, the first time I got your money and then I kind of ignored you for like three, six months, one year, because I had nothing else to <laughs> offer. But now I have a new program and it's like 70% off. So come on, come on here and get it. This is going <laughs> to solve all your problems. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. It's such a good point. So, um, oh my gosh, this is, <coughs> excuse me, such great information. To, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, okay, I get it. I hear it. Um, how do I do that customer research and gain those insights? So I'm sure that I'm really speaking to my customers. What would you tell them? That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> so, like, the easiest way is to just like send the survey, but don't send the survey like, "How did we do? Do you love us? Do you uh -huh. blah blah blah?" No, send surveys that have open-ended questions and make it easy for them. So, Monica, you've been with us for three months. We want to know how we can help you achieve your goal of losing weight. So, please answer these three really simple questions. It's only going to take like three minutes of your time. So they open that survey. And then the first question is, so for how long have you been trying to lose weight? And you give them a few options. Then the next two questions are open-ended because you have to give them something easy to get them going because it's, it's harder to lose motivation and just like say, okay, I'm not going to do this if you start easy with something really easy that doesn't make them think. So the second question is like, okay, so tell me, what's your biggest problem with losing weight? Uh, some people have said that this and this and this. What's your experience with that? The other question could be, have you tried other uh, weight loss prog programs? What, did you, what didn't you like about them? Mm -hmm. So again, you don't have to sell. It's just like super general customer research. If you already have buyers, you can ask your buyers, why did you decide to in favor of this program? And how has this program helped you compared to other things you might have tried? What stopped you or what prevented you from saying yes the first time? That's like a, an extra segmentation you can have when you send an email for a customer survey. And all of this information, that's going to tell you who your audience is, what they have tried before and failed. They're going to maybe mention your competition. They're going to tell you how people are struggling, which makes it possible for you to create really, really relevant emails. In those kind of emails that feels like this guy knows what I'm thinking. How is that possible? And you're going to mirror their experience. And this is a psychological um benefit to being a brand who posi positions itself as customer centric because even though we live in like super connected world we don't get enough mirroring which is being seen by others but mm -hmm. actually being seen without being judged and feeling seen that's a massive emotional experience when you feel like somebody else totally gets your pain and totally gets what you've been trying to do. And you it does they don't judge you. That's an amazing opportunity to build rapport with your audience. Even if it takes longer to get the sale, 
That's fine. You want to build that connection, connection first. So that's number one. The second one is look at your um, customer feedback. One is testimonials. What are they saying? The second one is what are they complaining about? So all those, all those customer support complaints, gold. And if you don't have an email list, if you don't have buyers, if you're just starting out and you don't really have any data of your own, look at your competitors. Who's the number one competitor in your market? And look at their testimonials. You can even buy their product. Look at their YouTube videos. What are people saying there? Uh, find the podcasts that talk about weight loss. Go to Amazon. Who uh, has a book on weight loss that matches your specific uh, approach? What are the reviews about? Read the books. What are the books about? So there's so many ways you can go like super granular about this. <laughs> and uh, copywriters like me really get excited because um, that's how you can get customer language. And that's what makes the copy super relevant to your audience. But also you find like really good headlines, really good benefits. Uh, it's things that you don't really think about, even if you've been in business for a long time, because you have these like assumptions. And until you test those assumptions with actual data, that's all you're going to have, assumptions. And you're just going to guesswork everything, which is not a very data-driven or sustainable way of doing business long-term. It really isn't, right? But but yeah, I mean, we need to stop doing that because uh, so often we end up being wrong and we spend a lot of time and energy going down those roads and they yeah. don't pan out. And this research, it's also going to give you a glimpse into the objections. Like what's the status quo of the industry? Where are people failed by the majority of solutions? Mm. What are the myths or misconceptions that um, mass, mass media has promoted when it comes to weight loss? And you have a really unique opportunity to be disruptive in that message because that shows you this is how 10, 10 other brands are doing it wrong. Well, this is an opportunity for me to do the good thing and just like show up and be the hero and show people, okay, so it doesn't have to be like that. There is a better way. You don't have to count your calories because that's not how your body works. Or for some people, it works to manage calories, but it's not the solution that will work for everybody because everybody mm -hmm. is unique. And as a woman, you have a specific, I don't know, way your hormones work this program is not going to work for you if you are a woman who's pregnant because your hormone levels are through the roof but it's going to work for a woman in her 20s who's active and who is willing to go to the gym every day and you can switch that it's it's very hmm. I find it amazing, like if more brands would just do this research properly, they would get their unique selling proposition just from that research. And unfortunately, <laughs> what I'm seeing in working with clients, they don't know their competition. 
They have right. no idea what other people are promising to their audience and how their product, brand, service can stand out in that crowd, which is mind-blowing. Why do you think that is? Honestly, I think it's just like a side effect of today's world. Mm. We have all these tools, we have this social media and this um, overwhelm of information. And it's kind of easy to think that um, everybody's watching you and that, um, I don't know, kind of people already know that you exist. And just because you, you know, you have like 100 people liking your content, they know enough and you don't have to do more work, which I think maybe like at the very beginner level that works. But if you're serious about doing a business long term, you can't really make it about yourself long term because yeah. you're going to run out of money. <laughs> and it's your customers who who make that business business and who will keep you in business long term. So I think that's that's why this happens just like this yeah. overwhelm of information and being online nonstop and this feeling that everybody's watching you. And I think that's like a combined side effect of yeah. having yeah. these tools. Yeah. And and what I've been hearing through through this conversation is really um have a conversation with your clients and your prospects and build that relationship build that trust by showing that you get them thank you so much monica for this information and will you let the listeners know how they can find you please if you want to learn more about this customer-centric way of doing email marketing and copywriting you can find me on my website monicabadiu.com you can find me on linkedin and you can find me on youtube i have weekly email reviews exemplifying like good practices versus not necessarily bad practices, but practices that could be better. Excellent. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, 
or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.